it wasn't like the rejection had defined me. It was more like the rejection happened to me. And there was a difference. I, I, this time, I don't know why it didn't happen before, but this time I saw the difference between it having happened to me and it having now defined me. So when I saw myself at the rock bottom, saw myself, visualized myself after the defeat, after the loss, after the rejection, I saw that, yo, that guy still looks a lot like me. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning, and thank you so much for tuning in once again to the Churchport Confessions Podcast. I'm Emmanuel Heke. Hope you guys have been safe. If you're anywhere in California, make sure that uh, you really wear that mask now because, you know, you got COVID and all this ash in the air. Hope you guys have been good, though, amidst everything that's going on. Of course, I mean, we know this entire year, the past 12 months have been very hard for all of us, really. Um, But God is bigger. God is greater. And... Um, today I wanted to talk about um, rock bottom. You know, I, I sent off a tweet via the unassociated Twitter. Um, and if you guys, you know, like if you guys don't follow us on Twitter already, please do follow us. Um, I sent off a tweet um, talking about rock bottom, and I wanted to go off of that uh, tweet and, and begin this message. Before I get into that, of course, I want to remind everybody that hey, first off. Um, thank you for your purchases uh for our apparel we've officially sold out um i praise god for that um it was definitely a goal that we wanted to sell out um in a certain amount of time and we met that goal so i glorify god um god gets all the glory in that because man like this this whole drop has been so it's been so much um and for it to have finally paid off it's just amazing feeling um and you know to reach that goal and the shirts are in production everybody's going to be getting their shirt very soon um getting produced here in the usa in la and uh, we're going to have those things for you guys other than that of course i'm still open to you know you guys submitting your questions in church boy um uh, com slash ask church boy um, i'm here to answer you guys questions any topics suggestions that you guys have this is a community this is a dialogue ladies and gentlemen even though it's just you know mainly me behind this mic talking i'm talking to you and i want you to talk back so if you have any questions please submit those questions there and now we can get to the nitty-gritty let me wipe this sweat off my forehead or should i leave it so it could shine anyways <clears throat> we're gonna talk about rock bottom today ladies and gentlemen um i think that this is something that you know i talked about this uh I believe I talked about something similar to this a while ago, um, but definitely not in the way I'm going to talk about it today. So, um, yeah, I I think the reason why I want to talk about rock bottom is because of our perception of it. I think that ultimately um, the profession, the perception that we have of being at the rock bottom is that it's, it's shame. Like we're shameful of ourselves whenever we get to rock bottom. We're shameful that, you know, like we, we maybe lost a lot or we were doing good and everything just went south. And I think that we live life, go throughout entire life scared to hit rock bottom. Um, and the reason why I think that that's an issue and the reason why I want, I brought this up, the reason why I want to address it is because I think that our fear of rock bottom um, hinders us 
from saying yes to what God has for us, you know, for saying yes to the things that he wants us to do. And remember that the word of God says not everybody that says, Lord, Lord, will enter into the kingdom of heaven. But those that do the will of the father. God has a will for you to fulfill on this planet and then you will go home. But if you don't fulfill that will, if you, if you go against God's will and you don't do the things that he's asking you to do, you could be in trouble. So if anything, like I think it's it's very I think it's very just to make an objective statement like I'm about to make right now. If something hinders you from saying yes to God's will in your life or saying yes to a task he has in your life, then it's a bad thing. I think we can all agree on that. So the fear of being at rock bottom is a bad thing. And I don't want that fear to continue to hurt you in your life and all that different stuff, because a lot of us feel like we might be at rock bottom right now. You know, like I'm living in my parents' house. I never thought I'd be living in my parents' house again. I'm living in my parents' house. A lot of us are unemployed. A lot of us are on unemployment. Um, whatever it might be, things that we had going aren't working anymore. Um, maybe, maybe it's because of COVID. Maybe it's because of the wildfires. Maybe it's because of um, just, you know, not financially stable. Whatever it might be, a lot of us might feel like we're rock bottom right now. Or a lot of us may be having a lot of good stuff going on. Um, but then we're also scared because it could be, be one bad day, one bad move, and you're at rock bottom. I don't want us to continue to live this life in fear. I don't want us to continue to live this life scared of losing, scared of being rejected, um, whatever it might be. So um, we're going to go into this topic. And I think that in order for us to not be scared of rock bottom, we have to change our perception of what it means to be a rock bottom, change our perception of rock bottom. Um, like I said, I feel like we all see it as a shameful state in our lives. Um, but let's dismantle that. Um, I don't I don't want that to be the case no more. And I'm going to give you guys a personal account. I feel like it's been a, uh, it's been some time before since I've like told you guys like an actual story of my life. But bear with me, man. This may sound a little silly, but I feel like, you know, God could even use things that may look silly now you look back at it like that was silly but like i feel like god's like whether it was silly or not god still uses part of my life to come up with this topic and to um really teach me a lesson so i'm gonna say it like this um i've been scared of being a rock bottom times in my life um and it could be like you know with school it could be with money whatever it might be um but one thing about me and i've told you guys about how like my journey to being confident it was a long journey i was insecure for some time and you know i've i it's still like something it's a it's a journey you know and like i'm in a oh i'm in the best shape i've ever been in my life when it comes to stuff like that but like I can recall many times in the past where it's been harder right um and it was a moment in my life where Emmanuel wanted to ask a girl out. I wanted to ask a girl out and um, I was scared of being rejected. Like most of us, you know, whether you're a boy or girl, you want to ask somebody out, you want to tell somebody how you feel about them, whatever it might be. And you're scared of being rejected. Um, I started to think like when we when we start to get scared of being rejected, scared of hitting that rock bottom or whatever it might be. Um, I feel like we start to think of the worst case scenario already. This is before anything happened, before I said anything, before you did anything right we start to think of the worst case scenario. So I started to visualize, and I believe that this entire thought process was guided by the Holy Spirit because, man, the way it turned out was amazing um, and biblical. So I started to visualize the worst case scenario. What would it be like after I got rejected? Well, who would I be? What is that image of myself that I would see after I was rejected? 
And I will say, you know, other times where I've done this and, you know, I don't like the image. The image is bad. It's shameful. Kind of like how we talk about being at a rock bottom. We don't like we don't want our vision of ourselves at rock bottom is something that's so shameful. We don't even want to risk. We don't want to take the risk of ever meeting our rock bottom. But this time it was weird because when I saw the vision of myself at rock bottom, I was content for the first time in my life. I was content. I visualized how would I ask her? When would I ask her? What would I ask? And if she said no, I was like, dang, like, okay, so what happened? Then what? And when I visualized the then what, I was still okay. I was content. And if you ask me while I was content, it's, it's, it's actually really weird because, you know, at that and in, in, in this time, you know, like I was definitely starting to God was really starting to build my confidence. So it's like the, the Holy Spirit started to like really minister to me through my thoughts. And like I just started to, when I started when I looked at myself, the rejected Emmanuel, I didn't see shame. I saw Emmanuel that just got rejected. It wasn't like the rejection had defined me. It was more like the rejection happened to me. And there was a difference. I, I, this time, I don't know why it didn't happen before, but this time I saw the difference between it having happened to me and it having now defined me. So when I saw myself at the rock bottom, saw myself, visualized myself after the defeat, after the loss, after the rejection, I saw that, yo, that guy still looks a lot like me. A lot like me right now. And the Holy Spirit started to remind me, Emmanuel, you have been rejected. You have been hurt. You have been cast down. You have been beat. You have lost so many times in your life. And still you are here at the age that you're at. As confident as you are, because God was building my confidence at the time. After all of that. How many times does it have to be proved to you that the rejection, that the loss, that the, that the issues, that the pain does not stop you, does not define you? How many times does it need to be proven to you? Because we've, we've probably been in places where we've been at the rock bottom. And what happened? You're still alive, aren't you? So that means at some point you decided, hey, I'm going to get back up. 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 It happens all the time. Every time we get to rock bottom, you still being alive is evident of the fact that you got back up somehow, some way you got back up. So then I started thinking to myself, huh, this happened to me, but it didn't define me. And time and time again, I've been I've lost. I've been rejected, whatever it might have been. And I'm still here. When I saw that vision of myself, it wasn't so much that, yo, like that person just is somebody who sucks, somebody who I'm ashamed of, that person was still Emmanuel Iheke. The person that I visualized at rock bottom was still Emmanuel Iheke. In fact, like, it was weird because as it wasn't bothering me, in, in a sense, I felt like a, a sense of relief. And I'm telling you, I'm sorry, like, if this is maybe not making any sense to you right now, but I'm just telling you how I was feeling in this, this encounter that I had. I felt a sense of relief, relief, as if, like, I realized that, yo, I don't even need this girl to say yes for me to be Emmanuel. 
Same way, I don't need this girl to reject me to feel like I'm not Emmanuel. I'm Emmanuel either way. Win or lose. So then it's weird because I started to realize something that the person that I saw, the person that I visualized at rock bottom was Emmanuel Heke. Even after I lost, even after I would maybe feel some type of way I was rejected, that was still Emmanuel. Almost like it was Emmanuel in his purest form. And then I started to think to myself, Rock bottom is interesting because I feel like as we go about in life, right, we have our different races and everything. Um, And mistakenly, subconsciously, as we go about in life, we begin to create our own point system because we may not know who we truly are. We begin to create our own point system. And if we get these points, it validates us more and makes us think better of ourselves. Right. Maybe because you got the job, maybe because you're, you're young and you're making money. Oh, that's a point. Or maybe because you just graduated. Oh, you're smart now. That's a point. Um, Oh, now you're respectable. That's a point. Oh, you're in a relationship. So that means you're desirable. That's a point. And we create our own point system that if I get these things if i win in these areas and that means that i am this and this is not a message if you really listen to this message this is not a message that i've preached differently from the past look at episode nine the criteria all this stuff this is a recurring message because i feel like it was on this mountain that god started the ministry of unassociated right we create our own point systems um and it's, and it's funny because I realize now that the reason why I was so content at rock bottom is because you realize that rock bottom isn't a place of shame. It's a place where you've completely ridded yourself of all of the accomplishments that you once thought defined you. Ridded yourself of all of the law. Like the entire point system goes to nothing at rock bottom because nothing matters. You lost everything. Now you are there in your purest form. But what we had to realize is in your purest form, in your purest form, before you created your own point system, before you had your first win, before you had your first loss, you were, you are who God created you to be. In your purest form, you are who God created you to be. And this was before your first win, before your first loss. So this has nothing to do with the point system. It has nothing to do with whether she would say yes or no. She, I mean, it ended up working out, ladies and gentlemen. So I did rest assured everything ended up working out, right? But it's not about that. It didn't matter. The win or the loss... I would still be Emmanuel at the end of the day. At rock bottom, you are who God created you to be. And this is aside from the wins and the losses and the rejections and, and, and the, 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 the issues, the pain. And you realize that, you know, the perception of ourselves at rock bottom. That's really the perception of ourselves, Period. The perception of yourself you have the perception of yourself you have at rock bottom is your actual self-image. That is like what you think of yourself. Because anything beyond that is you trying to use your wins and your losses to try and define you, even though those can't define you. God is the one who created you and gave you the identity. So 
rock bottom when you realize that at your rock bottom you are your purest form at your rock bottom you you are still who god created you to be and you're always who god created you to be you realize that rock bottom is nothing to fear rock bottom is not shameful emmanuel loser emmanuel it's just emmanuel who didn't get that dub emmanuel who got rejected at that time emmanuel who got but i'm still emmanuel (laughs) the on your worst day on your absolute worst day you are still the person that god created you to be so you don't ever have to fear your worst day you just don't When you have a pot, when you understand who you are at rock bottom, you start to even understand that the wins, the point system, the the losses, all it is is just distracting you from who God created you to be in the first place. Look at uh, Judges chapter six. This is verse eleven and twelve. This is when God called Gideon. Verse eleven it says, "And there came an angel of the Lord." And sat under an oak, which was in Ophrah, and pertained unto Joash the Abiezrites, and his son Gideon threshed wheat by the winepress to hide it from the Midians. This is when the Midians were terrorizing and oppressing the children of Israel, um, and Gideon was hiding things from the Midians. And the angel of the Lord, and the angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said unto him, The Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. Mind you, and I've talked about Gideon before. Gideon was hiding things from the oppressor. It didn't, it didn't sound like he wanted no beef. It didn't sound like he had no valor or anything. Some people call him a coward. I wouldn't go that far to call him a coward. But the angel of the Lord right then and there. And mind you, Gideon goes on to defeat the Midianites with only 300 soldiers, I believe. Crazy, right? Well, God delivered him the victory. Not that he did it, but it's just like Gideon was the vessel that God used to do something so amazing like that. But before any of that happened, here's Gideon. No hope. He's the lowest in his family, lowest in his tribe, and the tribe is the lowest in Israel. That sounds like rock bottom to me. So much so that, hey, I don't want no beef. Let me just hide these things from the oppressor. And the angel Lord came to him and said, thou mighty man of valor. And this is before he even did anything. At Gideon's rock bottom, He was already a mighty man of valor. Thus saith the Lord. And then you see this common trend of God affirming, confirming to these these men that he used who they were before they even did anything. He went to Jeremiah and said, you've been ordained, sanctified to be a prophet. I've set you up over kingdoms to cast down to pull up to all the stuff that he was saying and this was before jeremiah even spoke his first prophecy you look at moses moses the stutterer the one that ran out of egypt because he was going to get killed because he murdered somebody else and he said god how can i speak like he he was talking about his stuttering issue and god was saying who created your mouth bro you're gonna go and you're gonna stand before pharaoh and say let my people go at our rock bottom, God affirms us. He picks us up. He uplifts us. He defines us. At our purest form, your rock bottom is your purest form. No wins, no losses, no none of that. I want to read another chap- another passage real quick. It's Deut- Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 3. And it says, And he humbled thee and suffered thee to hunger and fed thee with manna, 
and this is um talking this is um i believe it's god talking to it's a some prophet or somebody talking to the children of israel through god and he humbled thee and suffered thee to hunger and fed thee with manna which thou knewest not neither did thy fathers know that he might make thee know that man should not live by bread only but by every word that proceeded out the mouth of the lord doth man live what's happening in this verse it's basically saying that god dragged the children of Israel through the mud. He allowed them to go through it or allowed them to go through the pain, allowed them to go through the sufferings and all that different stuff. So they can know that they don't need the things that they thought they needed to survive, to survive. <laughs> all they needed was him. And he says it by saying this phrase. And I love this phrase. And I hope that you cherish this phrase as much as I do. Man doth not live by bread alone only. But by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of the Lord doth man live. Bread. Man does not live by bread alone. When you look at what bread meant to people back then, bread was with every meal. Bread bread was with every meal. Right? It was it was kind of like when you think of bread, you think of like, okay, like this is like this is food. I need food to survive. Bread. I need these things to survive. And for me, like, I feel like we kind of have this bread in our lives. We need these things to survive. I need the respect. I need the attention. I need the affection. I need this love. I need the adoration. I need that glory to survive. I need the wins. I need the losses to survive. But the word of God says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out the mouth of God. That means that you don't live by those things. You don't need those things as you are a child of God. You live by the words that come out of his mouth. So you don't need all those things to validate you. So you're not scared of rock bottom because you're, you, let me tell you who you are at rock bottom because this is who god says you are and this is you don't need the wins and losses you don't need any of that this is absolutely irrelevant from the point system that you have this is who you are at rock bottom this is what god says about you you're a new creation you are a friend of jesus christ you are more than a conqueror through christ you are a fellow heir with christ you are accepted you are blameless you are complete you are chosen you are the temple you are the temple of the holy spirit you are an ambassador <laughs> of christ you are the salt of the earth ladies and gentlemen this is who you are at your rock bottom on your worst day this is who you are this is who you are before the point system this is who you are before you ate any bread this is who you are. This is who you are before you had your accomplishments this is who you are before you thought you were big pimping whatever This is who we are at rock bottom. And hey, I don't think that's anything to be scared about. So with that being said, now that you can be secure, when God brings you to that cliff, into that ocean, you don't have to fear being at rock bottom because on your worst day, you're all those things that I listed. And that's scripture. So what's there to fear again? Let's go into prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you so much, God, for this word. Thank you so much, God, for what you've given us. Thank you so much because we don't have to fear being at rock bottom anymore, God. Because on our worst day, we're just who God created us to be. 
God, help us to have that right perception of us, Lord Jesus. Reasons why you had to confirm with the vessels that you use who they were, Lord Jesus, before you even use them, oh God. Confirm with us, God, who we are, Lord Jesus, even if it's differently from the word, even tailored more to us specifically, God, because I know you called me a winner. Father, God, what are you calling your children, Lord? Speak to them, oh God. Help them, Father God, to move forward and jump off the cliff and go into the deep ocean, Lord Jesus, and not fear anything, Lord. Keep their eyes on you, Lord Jesus, and watch as you deliver everything into their hands, oh God. The fulfillment of the promise, Lord Jesus. We will go to heaven as we finish the will of God here on this earth. We won't be like those that say, Lord, Lord, and don't do the will of God. We're going to say, Lord, Lord, and we're going to do the will of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Ladies and gentlemen, as I wipe off the last drips of sweat from my forehead, I hope that you guys have an amazing week, no longer fearing the rock bottom, taking those leaps, trusting God, trusting God, trusting God, trust him. The omnipotent, omniscience, almighty, the great I am that I am, the beginning and the end, the head and the, the beginning and the end, the head and the tail, everything in between. <laughs> the ancient of days, the king of kings, of kings, of kings, of kings, the Lord of lords, of lords. That's your dad. What else is there to fear? I love you guys. Have an amazing week. Peace. If you like what you heard in this podcast episode, make sure you share it with a friend that needs to hear it. And if you're a person that likes more of a visual experience, Church Boy Confessions podcast videos are available on Unassociated's YouTube channel. Subscribe to our channel today for unlimited access to our video content.